Hey guys, welcome to the Job Papaloni Show. Today we have special guest, Menicia Reneus. Assuming I said that right. Yes, you did. <laughs> Thank you. Fantastic. All right, so why don't we start off the show with a uh, description of who you are, what you do, and how you got there. All right, so um, I am a social media manager, and I started off um, when I went to college, I went to school for advertising. Um, and right now, as we all know, like social media is like a big thing right now. But when I was getting started off in the digital world, um, I was blogging like as a hobby. And I remember like when I went to college, I was in school for physical therapy and I just, I just hated physical therapy. That's not what I wanted to do. Um, but I would work on my blog part-time and I would just talk about like my college experience, fashion, skincare. And I, I loved it. And when I started my blog, I got a lot of people that were like, oh, when you're going to post the next one? Like, I really like your blog. But the thing is, in college, I was so busy, like, going to class, working, working, you know, because as, as a college student, you still have to, like, make money and still go to class. And during that time, um, I just didn't have time to, like, monetize my blog. And I felt like I kind of missed the boat on that because... The blogging was such a big thing. Like the furthest that I got from monetizing was just getting a skincare product. It, but I learned the power of engaging with the audience, but I didn't learn like how to monetize it. Um, and that's why I want to help realtors and small businesses with my business. Um, Yard Social, we want to help them help them monetize and get leads from social media and so that it could be a platform that they can engage with their potential clients but also like use it as a way to to build their business right okay so so you wanted to blog you wanted to grow but then you found that uh it wasn't really uh generating the way you expected it to or how you wanted it to and then uh but you discovered uh the power of uh social media from that experience Yes, yes. And I'm um, just like, I did end up switching my major to advertising. And um, I, I did an advertising boot camp and I just loved it. And I love like doing social media. I've had an internship in social media. And that's kind of like where I started my career from just just doing that. Um, but looking back, I realized like, if I just would have learned monetizing it, then I definitely would have got a lot further with that. And I just don't want like realtors and small businesses to miss the boat on social media. Um, because a lot of times they don't they don't understand the power of it or how to use it. So they'll just steer away from it because they don't they don't know the power that it has. Right. So with that being said, what like why were you into blogging? What was so attractive to you? Um, and I'm just curious, trying to see where your mindset was with it. Yeah, I, I was I just always love writing. Um, I I end up eventually getting a career in content writing. Um, and I would just write in my journal, um, but I never really thought to really put it out there. And I had my sister, like she would read some of the stuff. She's like, hey, why don't you put that out there? You know, there might be other people that are going through the same thing as you as a college as a college woman. And so I was like, you know what, maybe I should. And I'm, I was just really shy, but I I went for it. And, I, and she was right. Like people actually can relate to me and they were, open to engage with me on that. But I just always love writing, even as a kid, just love writing about like just different things, what I'm going through. So that's where that came from. That makes sense. Now, what about book writing? So is that something that uh, is in your future? Uh, yeah, eventually I would love to write a book and 
um, to help people just like how to come because one of the things on social media people are afraid like oh my gosh so many people are gonna see this like I'm talking like I don't know if I can if I can do that so I would love to write a book about confidence like how to go out there and just speak and just be confident in your own skin right which is a good point and uh, I want to touch upon that in a minute as well right in terms of the whole confidence but uh, what I want to, you know, you mentioned realtors as a, a target market. How did you choose your target market? Why realtors? Um, the reason I'm, I'm originally from South Florida, born and raised. Um, I've seen my parents like buy their first house and um, just like being in my in my neighborhood. Um, I grew up kind of middle class. So just seeing like families buy their first time home and how like that's the American dream. I'm Haitian American. So uh, for us, like buying your first home is the American dream. And um, I just wanted to help realtors to captivate their audience in that, in that because I was a little girl when my parents bought their house, but I remember how exciting that was. And I've always been fascinated about different homes in Florida, like the structure of homes. And so I just really wanted to help realtors. And I also saw a need for it because I see that, um, especially today, like South Florida is booming and it's uh, it's a lot of people are moving down here and i really want to help realtors to capture their audience and so that they could work with the right people yeah that makes sense okay so it's basically stemming from the whole uh cultural thing of uh you know buying the first home is like a, a cultural achievement it's like the striving goal yeah. Yeah, okay, gotcha. That makes sense. Now going with the confidence, right? Like, did you always have the confidence or did you have to build that up? And how did you build it up? I'm really, I really, I grew up really shy and quiet. Um, so that's something I definitely have to have had to like work on building up um, to be confident and just put my work out there. I've worked in, in um, the advertising digital marketing role for um, almost three years now. And you know, just being in meetings, I've had to like be confident in my creativity and not be afraid to like show up and, and stand by behind my creativity. Because sometimes you're going to have clients that you work with and they're not all in in the direction you want to go. And sometimes they're like, you know what? I don't know if I like that direction, but you have to stay firm and, and explain, OK, this is why this direction, this is why you should show up like this on social media. Yeah, right. But how do you handle the problem clients? Like, have you ever had one that was uh, like, do you cave in? Like, prime example, if you're telling me I got to, uh, like, I'm trying to think of an example, but like, it's one of those things that um, just say, I want to post pictures, I don't want to do any videos, and you're insistent that I got to do videos. And I just tell you, I'm not going to do videos, no matter what you tell me. How would you handle that? Right. Um, and I and I definitely understand what you're saying, because a lot of people, they prefer like to do stock. They don't want to show their face on social media. And I would just give them examples of like what's working in um, social media. Like a lot of the times, like competitor um, looking at your competitors, um, I'll, I'll just give them an example like, hey, this is what your competitors are doing out there. And I think this would be good. Um, maybe we can compromise. Maybe you don't want to show video. Maybe we can we can just so, show the scenery and we can do a voiceover if that will make you feel comfortable. Um, so maybe like, because I understand not a lot of people want to show their face. Not a lot of people want to do video and talk. So that, that's, the, that's where you have to like compromise and have to, okay, I understand. You know, you maybe you have a, a house. This house is very beautiful. Like maybe you can just we can just do a uh, a video of the house, but you can describe like the house. You can describe like the benefits why someone would want to live there. 
So that's what I would do. I would just compromise and show them the importance. Right. Now, going back with the confidence, right? Because, I mean, I know you said you just do it, you get out there, right? But like yeah. like the re- where I'm going with all this, right, is sometimes people are yeah. just so terrified. Like they're more yeah. terrified of video and putting themselves out there than they're terrified of getting a disease or something. Like it, it sounds <laughs> stupid, but you know what I mean? Like it's like for whatever reason, we're, we're our biggest self-judgment out there. Mm-hmm. And we were hardest on ourselves usually. And yeah. because of that, that can really hold us back. So like, how did you work it up? Or did you just sort of just flick the camera and go? And did you just just do it and not worry about it and then look after? Because sometimes, uh, or, or was it one of those things when you started, you'll like take a video of yourself and then uh, and then like delete it and re-edit it and redo it like 20,000 times. And then like, what was this, what was the process for you? Yeah, I definitely understand that because um, I've read something that said like public speaking is probably one of the top fears that most most people have. And I'm not going to lie, like I've had moments where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't like how I sound and that or I don't like how I look or maybe I should crop out my, my feet. I feel like my feet look a little ugly. Uh, I've had those moments and sometimes I I just go for it. And then um, when I go for it, I realize like, you know what? It's not, it's not as bad. Like for me, speaking out in public or doing a video in, in public, that's very scary for me. But then after I did it, I looked around, I realized like, okay, these people don't even care about what I'm doing. They have their own problems that they're that they're going through. And when I realized, I'm like, okay, this is not as bad. Or, or when I do put my video, I'm like, okay, I don't like it, but I'm just gonna put it out there anyways. And then when I get good feedback, or someone's like, oh, I could relate to that. Oh, I'm going through that. Then it's like, okay, that's that motivation to help me keep going. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so that, that, I love that. I mean, because, yeah, I asked you that, and I was trying to, you know, get to that because there's so many people that everyone thinks it's, like, about them. Like, oh, my God, everyone's watching. Look what they're doing. What, I, yeah. you know, like, what are they going to say? And they don't realize, you know what? People got their own problems. They're not paying attention to you. And yeah. it's like... You know, and the ones that are attracted to what you're doing will look and they're looking because you showed them something that inspired them. And if you don't, right. they're just going to move past. They're not going to worry about it. So we put way too much attention on that. Now, in yeah. terms of building brand and stuff, what would be the top platforms you would suggest? The top platform, I would say I, right now, um, I'm a millennial, so Instagram is something that I've always loved. But I'm learning that you have to branch out. And I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn is very great um, for connecting with other professionals. And even if if you think about your target audience, if you have a target audience that are that are professionals, they're working, um, most um, people that are looking to buy their home, there are professionals, they have careers, they have family. So I would definitely look on LinkedIn. Um, Facebook is a great, I think Facebook gets a little bit underestimated, but Facebook is great. Um, if you build like a Facebook community where you can interact with people and you can share like like-minded hobbies or interests, I think that would be, that's great. Um, and Instagram is just like, I feel like it's very aesthetically pleasing. Um, so a lot of the times I feel like, um, if you're into like a certain lifestyle, I think Instagram will be great. Like, for example, luxury realtors, I think will do amazing on Instagram. You know what I noticed? Yeah. You didn't mention uh, TikTok. TikTok? Uh, <laughs> I'm still playing around with TikTok a little bit. Uh, I feel like TikTok it could be great too. Especially if you wanna if you wanna be more show up more authentically. I feel like TikTok is great 
if you don't want to if you don't want to show up perfectly it's so tiktok is a great place for you to show up imperfectly and you don't have to like be perfect you just you just talking to your audience well technically you can do that on instagram too it's uh yeah. one of those things that I, i've got mixed feelings on tiktok myself right it's one of those things that it came out and i just saw what i call the dancing idiots you know and um <laughs> and again if, if, if it's for entertainment sure like yes. I'm, I don't, I'm not knocking entertainment. Don't let, let me be clear on that part. But if yeah. it's one of those things you see people that are dancing around and they do the stupid pointing, you know what I mean? Like to, with, with the words and stuff. And it's like, and then a thousand of them are doing that. And it's like all the same crap, all the same junk. And you know what I mean? Like it's, it, I never found it amusing. I think there's a place yeah. for it. I just didn't mm -hmm. think it was a place for business, but that was my perspective. It doesn't mean that uh, it doesn't work for other people. Yeah. I mean, if it's not, I feel like if it's not you, then don't do it. Like if you know, you're not the type that, do, that doesn't like to dance, you don't like to like, you know, do the little pointing stuff, then don't do it because you have to show up on social media being yourself because people can tell. Exactly. For me, TikTok is one of those things that I loaded TikToks. I had a bunch of friends follow me, a bunch of people I don't know follow me. I got, uh, you know, and uh, I get up to like 600 people. So the more videos I post, the less followers I have. So <laughs> it's one of those things. If I want to grow, stop using it and my followers will grow. <laughs> I'm just, uh, it's just never something I've resonated with. Like I post there because everybody posts there, but it, it's just, yeah. yeah, like it's not, it's not really me. Like you said, I do the same thing on, on TikTok that I do on Instagram and something tells me that's probably the problem. So <laughs> Yeah, right. sometimes you might figure out, play around with it and figure out like what, what your audience like. And then once you figure that out, then you, you you can, you know, you know what to post and what not to post on there. And that's why I feel like content pillars are important. Yeah, got that. Um, even Instagram, I'm not Instagram. LinkedIn, I had a problem with it for a while. It was another mm -hmm. one of those ones that I, the more I post, the less followers I had. Um somehow i found a magic uh formula that now I'm, i reversed it so i'm growing on that way um but look let, let's take a new realtor let's let's take a strategy brand new realtor gets his license and realizes that people aren't going to buy from him or her just because he or she picked up the phone and said i'm a realtor come by and that realized that okay that's not going to work so now they want to start a uh, content strategy what would be like, give us a run through of what they should do beginning to end and how they should begin. Right. Um, well, for me, I feel like a lot of people, they'll just start posting right away without really thinking about um, what they should post. That's why I believe like content pillars would be the best because um, content pillars just basically like a, a um, categories of content that you have. Um, it could be like lifestyle. That could be a, a certain category. If you are someone who likes to likes to eat or something like that, I would say like, okay, uh, maybe you can record going to the top restaurants in South Florida because yes, people want to live in South Florida or maybe it's a certain reason why. And you can just talk about like certain things that you like to do, show your personality a little bit, talk about your, your story, your brand story. Why did you want to start in real estate? Um, and definitely think about your, your target audience. Um, 
Are you looking to buy like first time home buyers, small families? Are you looking for people that wants to live in condos, like luxury buyers? Like think about like the target audience. And I would say create your content off of that. And once you decide like like I would say five um, pillars, four to five pillars, then you can start creating that content around that. And um, then just after you created content, just make sure that you're connecting with people because I, I and I know not, I'm not knocking anyone who does this, but a lot of the times when I see realtors, they'll, they'll post like, hey, this house just listed. And then it's like a, it looked like a stock image and they'll have like some fonts and stuff like that about the home. And, you know, I, I get that. But sometimes like people want to see what do you know about the area? Um, if they're looking for a good a good school district, maybe talk about, OK, this neighborhood it has a good school district because some people, they want their kids to go to the best school. So just think about that and think about ways you can connect with people. And then after you you have posted, I would say for like three months, uh, a quarter, look at what worked and what didn't work. Really look at your analytics and you can see that and then just tailor your content. You can always switch out the, the cat, um, pillars, which is the categories. I'm sorry, I have to say this, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this or listening to this, you had just heard it from her. She's not a realtor by any stretch. She does not sell homes. And she just told you that you're just listed and just sold, you know, posts are boring, which is what I've been saying for the last six months. Now, someone from me can say, oh, you're a realtor. You're just opinionated. No, look, someone who's not a realtor just said the same thing. And I didn't even ask her if she likes those listings, those posts. She just said it herself without knowing that was my opinion. <laughs> so there you go. You have it there. The public told you they hate those posts. So stop doing it. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know you, you felt the same way about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like it's oh, there's so many realtors that get in there and they get into the business, and all you see is just listed, just sold, um, you know, but first time buyer home of it, you know, and all that. And half of them, they're not even their own listings, it's another agent's listings that they have permission to advertise with. And it's like, it might have been interesting 10 years ago when nobody did it, but it's been right. done so much now, it's friggin' boring. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's the same old thing. There's, and there's too many damn realtors out there for it to be unique. So everyone's yeah. doing it. So you got a million posts of everything that's just sold. And then like, and here's another point. If it's just sold, how does that help me? What is that going to do for me? It's already gone. I can't even yeah. buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. That's true. Yeah. I so, agree. so I love that. I love how you brought that up and didn't even know. <laughs> so so, okay, so you got the pillars, right? Going back into that, you got the pillars, all that. Now, that's, uh, you basically gave the Instagram breakdown. Now, you were, mm -hmm. you got into Facebook and, uh, and, and, so, and in terms of community and groups. How would you mm -hmm. start that? Like, what would you do there? Um, with community and groups, I would say, like, really look into, again, that goes back to the target audience. And really look and see, like, because people are, buying homes but also they have other interests so and this might take a little bit of networking and research um like figure out like what are first-time home buyers interested in you can do like um for instance some first-time home buyers maybe they might be interested in art so maybe you can do a facebook group about arts and homes uh, maybe some first-time home buyers they're really into like i mean living in south florida landscaping of the home is very important like 
there's some people if their lawn is like look a certain type of way if their lawn is ugly they would literally freak out so maybe you can do homes mm -hmm. escaping it's just just think of creative ideas because people are buying homes but they have other interests as well so if you can create a group around homes in in a certain type of interest i think that would be definitely interesting Right. And, uh, you know, you might even want to put in a couple of crocodiles in there because that's very popular in Florida. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad that you said that. I saw a video of this um, guy. Like, I guess he lived by a lake and he was trying to um, get the alligator away from his home. So he put it in a trash can and all the kids are like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? So like stuff like that. People people love seeing seeing entertaining things so if you can if you can be a realtor that show like entertaining stuff maybe you reacting to a video like that then that that shows your personality and people are like hey who's that realtor so it just creates a brand awareness yeah 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 except if i was in uh when i was in florida the only video you'll see me when it comes to uh crocodiles or alligators or whatever is me running as freaking fast as possible <laughs> 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 it's one of those things i'll look at them from the car but when i'm outside the car i don't want them anywhere near me <laughs> yeah i'm a chicken chair i mean i'm <laughs> i'm just kidding um but yeah oh i i remember i was uh i just got back from florida last week I think. yeah it was last week why am i thinking about it? i know it was last week um <laughs> mm -hmm. um and I remember I was looking for them, right? Like, because I, I keep hearing about them and all that. And I, and I remember I saw what I, the closest I got to seeing them was uh, the head was popping out of the uh, water, right? Like I saw them at the top of the water. It was uh, quite interesting, right? Like I was a uh, little uh, paranoid about them as well. So, you know, I was worried because I was uh, at a friend's house there that uh, we went up for dinner and then it was like pitch black. And I knew they had crocs in the backyard or in the, in the you know, the, the uh, not ocean yeah it is in the ocean in the back of the uh condo and i'm sitting there going oh man i'm gonna go out in the dark i go one of those things is gonna be sitting by my car i'm not gonna know what to do and i got all paranoid about it it was all oh, i was like the laughing you know laughing uh stock of the, the night because <laughs> i was paranoid and i'm like i'm walking out i'm like where is it where is it <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh but it was fascinating i mean i like seeing them from a distance i mean like um but florida is definitely interesting that way so yeah, like, there's a lot, like, like the scenery is, is really something to show. So you're right. There's different aspects of Florida you can show if you're there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that goes like for anywhere, any area that you, that you live. Like um, my sister, she lived in Seattle and, and it was beautiful. Like they have their own scenery there. And even um, I believe it's called the eye. Like we went to the eye and then you saw all these gorgeous views and um, you saw like the lake um, and stuff like that. And it's on the coast of on the Pacific coast. So you could kind of see like beautiful water scene. So it's like anywhere you live, just like talk about the scenery, like because people want to know what's going on in that area. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Now we talked about all the stuff that you should post. What we didn't talk about is what stuff should you avoid aside from just solds? Right. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of the things people are, are like skeptical of, or don't really know the answer is if they should use their personal page, um, for business or should they just create another page? And for that, I just feel like, um, you have to think about because on your personal page, you have your family, your friends, and maybe your family and friends, they may, may not be your target audience. And if you recognize that, then it might be best to create another page just for real estate. 
But if you feel like your family and friends are your target audience, then I would say continue posting on your personal page. Just make sure that you that you um, make it a business account. That way you can look at your analytics. Right. See, I got a mixture. I've got an opinion on this. I'm opinionated here, too. And yes. uh, like exactly what you said is a, you know, is a possibility as well. That's something to consider. Um, I also mm -hmm. think and also depends on the business you're in. Now, when it comes to right. if you're a real estate agent or a mortgage broker, I think your personal page should be your only page and your business page. And it should be a business account, like you said. It should not be private. It should be public. Because yes. real, mortgages and realtors, mortgage agents and realtors are what I call a personable business. Where, you know what, I could be with Remax, Royal Page, I could be with whoever. And the uh, clientele really doesn't care because they're calling for me because they're calling based on my ads. And really, they're not even calling me because I'm special. They just want to buy a home. And they might have seen something about me that they relate to. So they want to deal with me for that home. Most people don't know what brokerage I'm with. I mean, look, you're on my podcast. If I say, what brokerage am I with? I will bet you a hundred bucks that you don't, you don't know. No, I don't. See what I mean? And nobody cares, right? Because, um, I mean, to a point, nobody cares, right? So it's not one of those, you know, I'm with this brokerage or that brokerage. It's a matter of... I can relate to this person and this person understands me. So they're going to be able to yeah. help me find what I want. And I think the way to get that out there is to keep that page personal so they can see all of you and they can understand. And it's just as important to attract the right people as it is mm -hmm. to repel the wrong people. Right. So that's right. my no, view. I, I mean, I yeah. That's my view yeah. on in terms of uh, when you're in a personal business, like real estate or a mortgage agent. Yeah, I can see that. Like, it's definitely personal. Um, so you definitely, that's why I feel like the the pillars, like showing your personality, showing your lifestyle, you know, what what is it, your day like? I, I feel like that is important to show off no matter what, what you decide to do. If you decide to do your personal or your um, business page, like you, you do have to show off your personality and show what you're all about and what you stand for. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm going to get into a touchy subject and I'm doing this on purpose. Okay. What is your opinion in terms of politics? Should people talk politics or not talk politics? And uh, to give you a frame of reference, some people are very political and they have a political belief. Now, mm -hmm. by not talking politics, in a way, are you not you're altering who they are? So, what is your thoughts? Do they hold back that side of them, or do they just blab away and whatever interests them? Doesn't matter if it's politics or not. Uh, with politics, I mean, yeah, I feel like that could be a, a touchy subject, especially in our country. Um, I feel like if you have, if you your target audience loves that, then I feel like you should talk about it if you have a strong belief on that. And um, because the people are going to want to work with you because they like you or you, they have the same opinion, same, um, same thought process as you. So if you feel like your target audience can relate to what you're saying, then I feel like you should, you should share it. Interesting. So even though it's going to alienate the other half, mm -hmm. you should still go ahead. Uh, Cause let's uh, be honest. Very... I mean, I'm Canadian, so we have a little bit uh -huh. different, but American, let, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. American politics is either Republican or Democrat. So if I say I'm a Republican, I'm going to alienate anybody who's a Democrat. I, I thought right. the, the, the era of where people were allowed to have opinions and mm -hmm. be different has kind of subsided right now. It's, I, uh, you know, it's, uh, you're either with me or you're my enemy. And I find that's yeah. the way society has gone. 
and it mm-hmm. shouldn't be like that. I mean, governments were supposed to be about the people, and it ends up mm-hmm. being about Democrats or Republicans. And in in Canada, it's conservative or liberal, same shit. <laughs> right so it's uh <laughs> right and that's what i find so yeah i was curious in your perspective on that yeah you're right like if you're touching a certain type of person exposing that might help but yeah mm-hmm. but 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 it's going to cut out the other half like if i say i'm a republican there's no democrat in the world that's going to call me yeah that's true so is that, I mean, is that still I, worth the risk i i feel like because i feel like yeah, I, going back, I feel like you do have to know your your target audience because I mean, if you're someone that that believe in like the family structure, I would say that's probably a lot more conservative, like believing in the family structure and you're um, helping first time home buyers. That I can see how that might come out, and it it might it might make sense for you to to explain that side. Um, but if you're someone that wants to help like first time home buyers and I would say not being judgmental, but just um, maybe a single person that's young, um, that maybe a Gen Z or millennial that's looking for a condo or looking for an apartment, um, make that liberal side might appeal to them. But if you're trying to do both, then I could see how that could be a hard, hard to do, hard to talk about to- politics because you're gonna upset, you're gonna upset one side or the other. So maybe you might want to stay away from that, but it just depends on who your who your buyers are gonna be. And I would say it doesn't make sense to to talk about it. And that's where I guess the strategy and the whole branding thing come up. Yeah, exactly. I, I get that part. So yeah. now I'm gonna ask you, what does your future hold? Like, what does your future look like? Like, where are you now, and where do you hope to get to? So right now, um, I am like a content writer. Writer and um, that's what I do like full time. But I am looking to build my business out more with my business partner, and create a social media agency and just help small businesses and realtors in the South Florida area. And I definitely want to create a space for for um, women that are in marketing um, because I do realize that advertising. I guess I didn't realize that when I was in college, but as I worked through the industry. I realized that advertising is um, a male-dominated um, field, and so, you know, speaking up—that's something that I've had to learn throughout my career. I've le- I've learned like, if I don't speak up, like I'm not going to be able to to be able to get involved in corporate or get the opportunities that I that I that I want. So, um, just I want to create a space for women so that, that they can learn how to use their voice in marketing. Um, how to stand up for their creative work. And yeah, that's where I'm looking to go. Awesome. Now I'm going to have about three more questions and uh, then I'll get into what I call the uh, lightning round, which is just a few fun things about you. So third last question is going to be, what would you say was your biggest struggle up till now and how did you overcome it? Um, I would say my biggest struggle is... Um, Hmm. I would say when I worked um, at, at a patent um, a, attorney law firm, I was working in a marketing department. And a lot of the times, like I would have ideas and I would just go home and I would just like come up with ideas. Um, but I had a problem like just standing up for my creative work. And I, I had a really big problem, like even in meetings, I would feel 
a certain type of way about sharing my my ideas but when i finally was finally decided to just go for it i had a lot of compliments um in what i was doing and i was like wow like why was i so afraid awesome okay second last question is gonna be how do you know you've had a successful day i know i had a successful day when i look at um i mean numbers is a big thing you can't you you can you can emotions are always going to be up and down um but when you look at your numbers and you and you see like how you how you made a change from before and where you are now um like for me sometimes i look at my business analytics and it's not where i am on social media but i looked at my analytics before and i look at it now and i'm and i'm like you know what even though i'm not where i want to be i've grown so i i look at numbers and even though that seems so logic and that's not as um, expiring. I think numbers are play a big role. That's awesome. Last but not least, where do people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Your Art Social, Facebook, Your Art Social, um, LinkedIn. Um, I'm working on being more active on that, but I definitely have like started posting on there, and I will be definitely posting a lot more articles about real estate and social media. So, yes, you can find me on those three platforms. Fantastic. Let's get into the lightning round. And that's going to be a few fun questions. Like question number one, what is your favorite food and why? Uh, my favorite food, I would have to say, is um, Haitian black rice. I, don't, I just love it. I feel like you could pair it with anything. You could eat it with chicken. You could just eat it with, um, well, pickles. I think it's like a spicy cabbage. Uh, and yeah, so I just love it because you could eat it with just about anything. Interesting. If you had to travel anywhere, well, what is your favorite uh, travel space? Like, where would you want to go if you can go anywhere? Uh, well, recently I, I went to... Um, Epcot Center where you do the around the world. And I loved um, Italy. Like, I just love how the vibe was. So I definitely would want to go to Italy one day. Fantastic. And what is your favorite book or podcast? Um, hmm. I like John Maxwell. I can't pinpoint like a specific book. John Maxwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, He's very I inspirational. love him. Yes, he. I love him as an author. So I, I love his book, especially for like self development and where I am now. Um, continue wanting to develop myself and work on my craft and work on my leadership. I think that's very important. So I love John Maxwell. Yeah, when I started my personal development journey, I had three people that I followed and read books of and and follow the content of. Uh, one was uh, Darren Hardy. Uh, second one was uh, Jim Rohn, and then the third one was uh, John Maxwell. So I can relate to that. Um, last question is going to be, if you had an uh, unlimited amount of money and you had to spend it in 48 hours, you could do whatever you want. It's just as whatever you spend in the 48 hours, you get to keep. And what you don't spend gets taken away. What would you do? Uh, a million dollars. No, no, I said unlimited. I, I wanted to go with a million, oh, but I meant oh, unlimited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, unlimited okay. amount of money. You can do whatever you want in 48 hours, but what you don't spend gets taken away. You keep what you spend. Oh, 
What would you do okay. with it? Um, hmm. I would definitely, I would definitely want to travel to as many places as I could. Um, I definitely would want to go to Haiti because I feel like I've never been so that I would want to go there. Um, yeah, I would just spend the most time traveling, eating as eating great food at different restaurants, um, just going on a boat, going on a yacht party, inviting everyone that I know there on um, the yacht party. Um, definitely charitable. Like I would definitely want to give to charity and um, give back to um, different places around the world that are facing poverty. Um, help people get water, shelter, stuff like that. Love that answer. Yeah. See, that's that's why it's one of those things that um, nobody yet has ever said that they're uh, going to buy themselves all kinds of material stuff. It's never been about the materials or no one said, I'm going to buy myself a 401k. I'm going to buy myself a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, a Porsche, a house or anything like that. And it's like, because a lot of times people say, oh, if I had this amount of money, this is what I would do. Now, that's why. I didn't want to say if you had a million dollars, what would you do? Because usually that comes out, oh, I'd buy my house, I'd pay, I'd buy myself my car, I paid off my student loans, I would, you know, what I mean, it's all the whatever, because now it comes out that way where people answer what they feel they should answer, right? Because they feel restricted yeah. and limited. Now, the way I worded it, it's more like you're unrestricted. You can actually do what you really want to do. And then you get the real answer that way, right? And because again, one, you get the, the answer that people feel feel compelled and the other one you get the actual answer of what they actually want so yeah but it was one of those things i was processing that processing that in my head so i was going to mix matching my uh, question that's why it goes if you had a million i'm like no not if you had a million that's the question i don't want to ask <laughs> so but awesome i love that answer and, and you, you know again I still haven't seen anybody say anything that's um, materialistic. It's always about yeah. some form of experience or helping somebody mm -hmm. else. So I love that. I want to say thank you so much for being on the uh, show. It's been an amazing show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I really appreciate the time that I spent with you. Absolute pleasure. It's been great. If you like what you saw and you want to see more episodes, subscribe to the link below.